everybody all over the world if you are looking to get your voice heard on the midgard musings podcast you have the option to call in leave a voicemail and be featured on the podcast so all you have to do is to whatever country that you're in you need to dial one to reach the united states area code 615-671-9832 is the hotline number just call in leave your voicemail there and i will review it and i would love to feature your message here on a future midgard musings podcast episode really excited to feature this opportunity on this platform so again that number is 615-671-9832 it is a local united states domestic number so if you are outside of the country and you need to reach the u.s dial one uh for the u.s 615-671-9832 go ahead and call into the podcast leave your message there I am looking forward to hearing from you. Thank you so very much for supporting what I do here on the Random Heathen Ramblings podcast on Midgard Musings. Hey, everybody. Do you guys enjoy what I do here on the podcast? And do you enjoy listening and watching to what I do on YouTube as well? Maybe you're trying to think of a way to help support these projects and and content that I release, well, I'm going to give you one idea to think about, and that is Patreon. I'm not sure if you realize it, but Midgard Musings is available to become a patron uh, to on Patreon. So go to patreon.com slash Midgard Musings, and you can help support what I do here on the podcast and across my other social media platforms for just as little as a dollar a month if you so choose, right? So if everybody who's listening and watching what I do pledge just one dollar a month, That would help tremendously. There are other tier levels of support that you can choose on Patreon. So head over to patreon.com slash Midgard Musings and see what fits you over there. As always, thank you so much for your support. Let's get back to the podcast. Well, hey there, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Random Heathen Ramblings here on the Midgard Musings podcast. Missed you guys. It's been uh, it's been about what's it been now? A week, a little bit over. Yeah, a little over a week since the last podcast. Um, the last time we spoke, I was uh, just starting a uh, health adventure, and I want you guys to be a part of it here with me now. Um, kind of give you weekly updates for the next couple of weeks as we go through it. So let's go ahead and get into the podcast. All right. So, yeah, everybody out there in uh, the podcast land, wherever you're listening from, uh, welcome back. I uh, got a couple of things to to talk about this 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 week it's friday matter of fact it's uh friday going into going into another weekend of not a whole bunch else to do i've uh like i mentioned last week i was starting this cleanse detox program guys 
mention to you what the what the purpose of all that is and was but um so last weekend was was kind of okay i guess you could say you know i was just starting it out and i was like yeah this kind of blows it kind of sucks whatever but um it wasn't the it wasn't hadn't really sunk in yet you know i'd only i'd only been on the program uh, last weekend for you know a couple of days three two three days um but as far as like the progress of things go, you know, man, like it's been, it's been tough. It's probably, eh, not even probably, it has been like the toughest thing that I've ever done. Um, so like it really, everything's just started really hitting me hard um, around Tuesday, you know, Monday and Tuesday. Um, and, you know, it, it was like, I'm irritable. Um, I can't, you know, unwind at the end of my day, like I usually do, you know, um, I'm bored, uh, you know, trying to figure out how to stay positive, how to stay happy because so much of the things that I, that I used to, you know, indulge in and engage in, you know, like, you know, drinking and, um, uh, you know, vaping and smoking or whatever, a lot of those things, you know, uh, you know, just boosted my mood and made me feel like pretty positive about life or whatever. Made me feel good in the moment, you know. And uh, so, having removed all that, you know, and and having to basically go cold turkey on all those things, you know, just quit everything. No weaning off of it. No gradual progression of anything. No, it was just like just straight up quit it you know going through all that was uh was a shock to my system and a shock to my to my whole to my mental and my physical being um so fortunately you know i've had you know my friends and, and stuff like that to talk to because i'm gonna tell you many many times this week i've just sat there and go what is even the point of this you know why am I even doing this? I knew why I started doing it, and I and I talked myself through why I, sh I should be doing it. But then after you know just less than a week into it, I was I was like you know what this isn't even worth it. I you know my happiness isn't isn't worth it. This that and the other thing. And I almost caved a few times, to be honest. I almost said you know what forget it. Go back to. Uh, having my drinks at the end of the day, you know, go back to vaping, I'll go back to smoking, go back to doing the things that made me feel good in the moment, you know? And, um, a lot of people are rooting for me. A lot of people are supporting me. A lot of people are like, man, you got this, you can do it. You know, they're being positive. And, um, but I'll tell you that that's really helped me. But I'll tell you another thing that's really helped me. It's thinking about the fact of what kind of how would I feel about myself after the fact if I just caved in and if I just said, you know what, the hell with it. I don't even want to do this anymore. It's too hard. You know, I'm too irritable. I want to go out and eat. I want to have my food. I want to have my vape. I want to have my drinks. I want to have this. I want to have that after just a few days or, or even a week or whatever, if I caved in, how would I feel about myself after the fact, knowing that 
I made it a, a very important uh, part of my life to not just do this, but to make it something spiritual for me, to make it a religious experience. You know, I, I, I did a, a ritual to Thor. I, I, I went through things my own way as a heathen and prepare things on mine, you know, speak to my ancestors, make sure that I've, um, I'm acknowledging them a bit more, doing all these types of things to, to really pull in the big guns or pull out the big guns, you know, and uh, call in all the reinforcements that I possibly can, you know. How would it look on me? How would I feel about myself if I just neglected my own integrity, neglected my own strength and drive and will? to say, uh, you know what, I can't do it and, and just give up like that so early on and give up so easily. And you know what, that's been a lot of what stopped me from just saying the hell with it. Um, like I said, man, like, don't get, don't get me wrong. It's, it's, it's been the hardest thing that I've had to do in a long time. And I've gone on five day long water fasts where I didn't eat a single piece of solid food or, or consume any calories, you know, for five full days. Just drank water. Now, I was drinking coffee, you know, and I was working out and I was vaping and I may have had a drink or two here or there, but in terms of like eating or consuming any real calories, nothing to sustain me energy-wise throughout the day. And that was, to me, an easier time than what I'm going through right now because so much of what I'm doing is reprogramming my body to you know clean out the dirt and clean out all the the, the funk and stuff and uh, reset it's it, it, it is it really is a reset you know my my energy levels haven't been as high I'm not eating the same kinds of food that I normally would that would make me feel good you know like all the the noodles or the pasta or the or the, or the ramen or the sushi um, or things that you know, in, in, in small amounts, they're not bad for you. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm taking a totally different approach. My, my carb intake is non-existent or, or minimal. My now I've started, this is now I've started week two. Um, or, or sorry. Yeah, I've started. Yeah, I've started week two because uh, today is day nine of the program. So yesterday I started day or week, week two. That I'd, I'd made it through the week one. Week one, I was still eating a little bit of like animal products, like meat and, and, and uh, um, eggs and things like that. Um, no red meats, no no you know beef or, or steaks or anything like that. But chicken, eggs, you know, I could get down with that. But this week, all animal byproducts are out. It's completely vegan, so it's all the greens, all the vegetables. All the, you know, so like my sources of proteins are come uh, coming from things like, you know, soy and and other, and, and other legumes and beans and things like that. And it's not a lot. It's not a lot. When I say that I eat, you know, a little bit of, of, of protein every day, it's, it's very minimal. I'm, I'm mostly eating greens like, you know, lettuce, uh, spinach, kale, uh, cabbages, um, you need some, you know, some other vegetables like carrots and things like that. I mean, there's a lot of that's the thing about this program. You know, it's it's not a limited diet. It's a very it's a very like colorful diet. You can you can eat a lot of different things, but no meat, no carbs. And I shouldn't say no carbs. There is some rice 
and stuff like that in this in this in this program. Um, brown rice, you know, like whole grain brown rice, no no white rice or whatever. But uh, it's so strict and it's so regimented, you know. Whereas before, when I'm like, the, I think the reason why this is more difficult is because of the the regiment and and the and the rigidness of of the program. You know, when I was doing the water fast, I was just drinking a gallon of water or more a day. And I didn't have to worry about when I drank it, you know. Um, I just drank it throughout the day. This, with the diet, there's structured and set times to eat. I have to take certain supplements at specific times, and I have to take them before I eat and time things out. It's very, very uh, structured, and there's, a, and there's a lot of discipline that's required. And that's, again, that's another part of what makes it so challenging on top of what I'm doing is because my mental state, like I'm still having to function and do everything mentally without having all the fuel that I normally get from the other things and, and, and feel good, you know, releasing all of the dopamine or the serotonin or whatever the hell your body releases uh, for these types of things and still having to perform and, and function and, and do just day-to-day stuff, you know, do my job and, and remember certain things or whatever. It's been, it's been challenging. I will say though that on day nine i am way less irritable than i was on day like four and five um earlier this week uh there was absolutely nothing that was making me feel good i was i was literally on the on the edge of just saying that you know cutting out the program completely pour me a glass going to the stone going to the liquor store pour me a glass of scotch you know vape and and order a pizza or do whatever I wanted and just say, you know what, that wasn't worth it. But again, because of the help of my friends, uh, you know, cheering me on and and my own, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's my own uh, conviction, you know, realizing that if I fail, if I give up now, I will have failed, not just me, but I will have failed the the expectation that I set and, and the goal that I set you know, before my ancestors and before the gods. And I did not want to do that. To me, the, the ramifications of doing something like that were worse than the discomfort and the inconvenience that I've been feeling, you know, over the last nine days. So um, it's been tough, but it's taught me some lessons. And it's, and it's you know, I figured, you know what, I've made it nine days. There's 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 21 days left. There's there's 21 days total to the program, and I'm almost halfway through it. That's the way I see it. So if I can make it halfway into it, I can make it ha- I can make it more than halfway out of it. Um, it is still challenging. I think it's going to remain challenging. I can tell you this right now. At no point in time have I ever thought about wanting to do this again for any reason. I know people who have. I know people who do this on a on a on a yearly basis. I know people who have done this more than once, and I'm like, you're crazy, <laughs> you know, for you to want to put yourself through this torment for three weeks, which, again, doesn't sound like long because look how fast, you know, time goes by. But I'm telling you, when you're out here doing what I'm doing or, and, and putting yourself through this this kind of, uh, this, this you know, this kind of a program, time creeps by time creeps by because it's you know i like i used to look forward to the weekends so much because i'm like great i don't have to get up early tomorrow 
Um, I can drink. I can get a little loose and, 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 and sleep it off the next day and just, you know, kind of be like a lazy bum or whatever. Not now. You know, I look I look forward to the week because I don't have to get up and, and work throughout the week. But then it's like, what do I do? You know, like, where do, what, what, do I, where do I find my my happiness? So it's uh, it's put a lot of things into perspective, like, wow, you know, that was the thing that kept me looking forward to the weekend the most was stopping what I had to do for the day and just getting plastered at night or whatever. Um, you know, I finished the rune set. Uh, just a little while ago, it's going to be shipped out tomorrow. My first international rune set order. It's going up to Canada. Um, so that's pretty cool. And yeah, it's been uh, it's been an interesting week. I had, you know, have, do I feel any different? A lot of people may ask, you know, well, how, you know, have you felt it? Do you feel any different, you know, physically or whatever? Well, yeah, I feel different physically. I feel like I'm, you know, not as satiated. I'm not as you know, satisfied with like my physical feeling anymore. You know, do I have any more mental clarity is, you know, all that kind of stuff. No, I don't really think so. If anything, I feel just more kind of foggy in the head. Like my body is still like, where's the meat? Where's the bread? Where's the, where's the carbs? Where's the, you know, where's all the things that you, where's the alcohol? Where's the, that type of stuff, you know, even after a week or, or nine days into it, you know, my body's still like, bro, bro, what's the, what, you know, what are you doing? And, uh, like I don't wake up any less tired. I, I, I go to bed sooner than I do anymore. It's because, you know, before when I was staying up so late, I usually had drinks in my hand. You know, I was, I was staying up drinking a couple of drinks until 11 or 12 o'clock at night and then, you know, cleaning up and going to bed. Now I'm like, it's, it's 10 o'clock, 10, 10 30. I'm like, I'm ready for bed. You know, as I put this podcast out right now and it's 8.30 and it's a Friday, I'm like, well, when I get done with this podcast episode, might fool around online, watch some videos. But I mean, in, in a couple hours, I'm going to be less than that. You know, in a couple hours, I'm going to probably want to be laying in the bed. I got nothing else to do. You know, chores are done. Dishes are done. This, that, whatever. My uh, my wife's got uh, her, her cousin's son to, uh, tomorrow. I guess that would make her cousin yeah if a cousin has a kid that makes them their little cousin so she's gonna have her little cousin she used to have this kid a lot uh, when the kid was a baby so he's gonna be spending the day with us we're gonna go play some arcade games um and things like that but you know guys i just i really wanted to, i wanted to check in mainly uh at the beginning of this podcast and just let everybody know kind of what the dealio is with uh with me over here on this uh cleanse thing you know i'm still kicking i was extremely irritable and just downright like it would suck to be around me and i feel bad for my wife for having to put up with me for so long but yeah it was bad and um (laughs) she's she's put up with me she's been supportive but she's like i just need you know you just need to chill out and i'm like this is not as this is not as easy first of all i didn't know if it's going to be easy and I don't think I suspected it to be easy, but it's definitely not as easy as I would have ever expected or thought. It's not easy at all. I think anybody with a weaker conviction or less, uh, you know, intestinal fortitude would uh, would have would have thrown the towel in by now. So, 
um that's that's kind of my initial my first rant there is some more stuff to come here um on the podcast so uh you guys just uh mainly just stick around i'm gonna take a quick break come back here talk about a really cool thing coming up on the midgard musings youtube channel next friday you guys don't want to miss that and i'm also going to be ranting a little bit about the newest latest and greatest if you want to call it that um heathen declaration of deeds as it's called there's going to be more to that to come here in just a little bit stick around Unique, one-of-a-kind, silver, pagan, heathen, and occult designs only at Maccabay. There are various Mjolnirs listed on two different Etsy shops. I'll be providing those links for you here in just a moment. And they also do custom work. And like I said, they have various pagan, occult, and other heathen-inspired religious jewelry designs um, and Specific custom work uh, requests are welcome. You can follow Maccabay on Instagram, which is at Maccabay Designs. That's M-A-K-A-B-E-T Designs, or on Facebook at Maccabay. Now, to find them on Etsy, you'll go to etsy.com slash shop slash Maccabay Designs. That's M-A-K-A-B-E-T Designs. Uh, for all the socially acceptable designs. And then for more of the fun occult and adult type designs, you can go to etsy.com slash shop slash macabre hammer. That's M-A-C-A-B-R-E hammer. Check them out today and let us know what you think. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to the podcast thus far. I just wanted to draw your attention to a really cool website that uh, I've come across and uh, follow on Facebook and really cool stuff for your altar needs. Anything that you need to decorate your altar with, specifically uh, wood carvings of uh, gods and goddesses. Um, And I'm talking about Odin's Beard Woodworking, okay? If you go to www.odinsbeardwoodworking.com, check out all the really cool altar pieces that they have. Not only do they have larger altar pieces that you can keep on your altar at home, but uh, they also offer really convenient, cool pocket altars, things that you can take with you as and when you travel. All right. Uh, You can find them on Facebook, Odin's Beard Woodworking, uh, and go to odinsbeardwoodworking.com. Uh, really great stuff. They're doing wonderful things, um, serving the uh, heathen community, providing really awesome work. I myself have a Thor uh, altar piece. It's a Thor pocket altar, um, and he sits on my altar at all times. But he also goes with me when and as I travel uh, great distances. So definitely check them out um, on Facebook, Odin's Beard Woodworking, and go to their website, www.odinsbeardwoodworking.com, and get you something to help accentuate your altar today. Thanks, guys. All right, folks, thanks for uh, bearing with me on that break and 
sticking with me thus far. As a reminder, in case you ever want to have your voice heard here on the Midgard Musings podcast, you can do so by calling the hotline at 615-671-9832. It costs you nothing unless you are calling from outside of the United States, in which case standard rates do apply. So if you are calling outside of the U.S., dial 1 for the United States country code, 615-671-9832 and let me hear from you let me know what you think of this podcast tell me what's on your mind about you know various things heathen related true related whatever's on your mind questions that you may have would love to feature you on the podcast and potentially answer any questions or pose it out here to everyone else who's listening out there on the podcast so again that number 615-671-9832 it's always open just call it anytime you like. Leave a voicemail. Um, alternatively, if you are using the Anchor.fm platform like I am to create this podcast, you can go to Anchor.fm slash Midgard Musings and send me a voice message. You are limited to a one-minute long message, so bear that in mind. You're going to have to be quick about what, uh, what you say. Um, but if it's just a, hey, hi, what's up, or if you have a question about something real quick that you want to post and you don't want to get on the phone and dial me, uh, feel free to just go ahead and drop me a message through the anchor.fm uh, platform. If you have the app on your phone, just search for Midgard Musings. You'll see the send me a voice message or send a voice message option from there. And just like that, I'll feature you on the podcast and answer any questions or whatever you may have for me. So, all right. Next on the agenda for the podcast today is, first of all, let me drink uh, some of this detox juice that I've got here. It's kind of like a um, it's kind of like a citrus sweetness thing going on and it's kind of pulpy. Um, so, you know, think of like a uh, think of like a sort of watered down um, pulpy orange juice. It's not the worst thing in the world, trust me. I'll tell you what is the worst thing that I tried on this uh, cleanse program was the power greens thing and i'm like i've got to figure out a way to make this drinkable because if i drink this stuff every day it literally tastes like swamp water and I, and that's that's what was really driving me crazy i'm like i can't do this this is it's making me gag and i don't you know just not not to be graphic or whatever but i don't have a gag reflex this thing was literally making me gag and i was like i can't do this finally figured out add some fruit some like fresh strawberries and kiwis and stuff and kind of make like a smoothie not a lot but just enough. And I'm like, man, this makes the whole difference in the world. Is it the greatest thing? No. But does it make it palatable and and uh, give me the ability to at least consume it every day like I'm supposed to? Yeah. All right. So enough of that. Um, let's go into this big thing that I just told you guys about before that break. Uh, this big thing coming up for Midgard Musings on the YouTube channel. So hopefully you all that are listening are subscribed the youtube channel if not everything uh, to get there is going to be in the show notes of this episode just like they are for all of the episodes uh it's a link tree link but if you go to youtube and just go you know go go in the search bar there in youtube and search for midgard musings you'll find me um and hopefully you are subscribed and have the bell notifications and all that stuff turned on reason being is that i want to see as many of my supporters and as many the people who support what I do on not just this podcast, but on any other of the other platforms that I'm distributed on. So, you know, Facebook, Twitter, 
YouTube, the podcast, whatever. We're having a big celebration. It's an online live stream celebration next Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central. Okay. Uh, I said, I know this podcast, you know, you got people listening all over the world, wherever you may be listening from, um, mostly the U.S., I think. But 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, I will be streaming live on YouTube, um, and I'll be having a whole list of guests, some really awesome people um, that are going to be guests on the show. Some of you may be familiar with uh, a number of them. But I'm going to kind of go down the list and let you know who we're going to have on there. Um, we're going to have Dingo, um, who is my Goldie. Um, and he is also, you know, he's my brother. He's, he's um, not like blood brother, but he is definitely a brother of mine, uh, Goldie of our tribe. Um. He has been a heathen, pagan, pretty much his whole life, you know, various things. Um, you know, various polytheistic, polytheistic paths. He's been on this podcast before. Um, if you go back through my catalog, it would be, um, let's see, I believe it was one of the first episodes of 2021 or the last episode of... 2020 yeah it was actually it was the last episode so season one episode eight rambling with a dingo here on the podcast if you go back dingo on that episode is who's going to be on this uh this podcast or no, sorry this live stream coming up here um in a couple of, well next week actually a week from today um so we're going to be he's going to be on there we're going to have matt petrie from odin's beard woodworking uh we've got jm olifson who's the shaman for the uh, Erd-Dipt kindred. Uh, he's based in North Carolina. He's also uh, the founder of the uh, Fjallvetir Mountain Spirit Shamanism and Fjallvetir Workshop. He does really awesome crafting uh, with wood and leather and other various crafts, a lot of hand uh, handcrafted materials coming out from him. Uh, and he's a shaman, so he's going to be on the show as well. We've got uh, Nightshade coming at, at us from the Flatline to Beatline podcast. I've actually been a guest on his show twice over the last several years. So he'll be joining us. We've got Eric Wordweaver Shervin from the Raven's Call. Also, Gothi of the Ritgar Folk in East Texas. He will be joining us. You guys may remember him from some of the um, episodes that him and I have collaborated on. Also a great guy and very knowledgeable in the heathen community. Going to have Greg... Greg Strong, he is the chieftain of the uh, Raven Moon Hearth, located here in Tennessee, a very near and dear friend of mine. He has you know, been a part of our Yule and, and has been a part of Sumble Ritual and stuff here at our at our little tribe. So um, really awesome guy. And we've also going to be having another very close friend and another man who I will refer to as my brother. His name is Richard, and he's a not a heathen or, or, or pagan per se, but he's his... Uh, uh, fat path of, of spirituality or religion. He's, you know, incorporates a lot of Enochian uh, beliefs and, and things like that. So we're going to be talking about a lot of different stuff over a two-hour-long window um, from, like I said, about, you know, from 7 p.m. Eastern, or sorry, so, uh, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central till, you know, two hours from them. So 10 p.m. Eastern, 
9 p.m. Central. We're also going to be doing a giveaway. We've got some really cool items that um, a friend of, of Dingo's has made with some Midgard Musing decals. We've got a Mjolnir hammer pendant, I believe, that Matt has carved from Odin's Beard Woodworking. He has carved a really cool Mjolnir pendant, uh, aged-looking Mjolnir pendant. So he's going to be uh, offering that as a giveaway item. And who knows what else? Um, it's going to be an awesome time, and I want you guys to be there. So please make sure that if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't yet already subscribed, go to YouTube, search Midgard Musings. If you need the direct link, it's in the Linktree link that's going to be in the footnotes of this episode. So just head up there, click on that Linktree link, and all that information is going to be there for you. So definitely want to see that live chat blowing up. You know, I've never had more than, you know, uh, at one time at least, I've never had more than, you know, 40 or so live stream viewers. And that's a lot to do to the guests that I've had on. They brought in a lot of their audience. Um, but on an average basis, you know, I mean, I never have more than like 10 or 15. And if we could get for the for for this live stream coming, if we could get into the triple digits, I would think I would lose my mind. I think that would be awesome. This is why it's such a big deal, though. It's because it's the three-year anniversary or three years running for Midgard Musings. So March 18th marks the third year that Midgard Musings has been on social media, has been you know, uh, doing videos um, and being out there on, on, in, in the communities. I think I started the podcast um, shortly thereafter, sometime um, in like 20, uh, 2018. But um, yeah, this is this is going to be a, a real fun thing, and I want to have as many people there as possible. So I hope you guys are are going to be there to join in. It's going to be we've actually got a pretty neat um, agenda lined up. So you know, if you guys are interested in knowing about that, um, I can kind of run you through the agenda here real quick if I can find it. Uh, oh yeah, here it is. So, you know, for like the first 30 minutes or so, like I said, we got a lot of guests that are coming on. So first 30 minutes are going to be an introduction of guests and getting to know who everyone is. Uh, the next 30 minutes after that or so, um, till, till the top of the hour, is going to be some helpful hints for heathen beginners. Some things that um, a bunch of us would offer as um, useful and helpful um, and valuable approaches to... Uh, newcomers to heathenry you know we hear a lot of different things a lot of people offer ideas oh you got to read this book you got to read that book you got this you got to do that you know this group of folks that i'm going to have on here um are some really um really awesome people that i that i trust um, and believe that they're the things that they offer the i you know the, the thoughts and then the processes and things that they go through in their own practices in heathenry their worldview of things um it's going to really help um, newcomers in, in heathenry, people coming into this for the first time or new, newcomers to heathenry. So we'll, we'll be talking about that. The next uh, 30 minutes after that, you know, is going to be on shamanism and mysticism and other magical practices. In it's going to be sort of an open discussion since we've got, you know, mostly the, the guests on, on the show are going to be uh, heathen, but we got guys like Richard who's, you know, uh, follows Enochian beliefs. He's not Norse heathen or Germanic polytheist he's um he's a bit more eclectic as, as far as that goes um and then nightshade from flatline to beatline i know he adopts uh 
uh, and a mentality of, of old ways heathenry, foreign seether. Um, but he's he's got he's got a lot of other things too. He's got a, a pretty um, uh, colorful background with uh, his his pagan practices. And then Dingo, Dingo, like I said, you know he's he's dabbled in a lot of different uh, pagan practices. So that's going to be an open discussion till about the last thirty minutes of the stream. At which time we're going to sometime within the last thirty minutes or so we're going to be um, talking about our, our our giveaway. Do our giveaways. So again, it's going to be a two-hour long stream starting at 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, really hope you all can make it, and looking forward to it. This will be next Friday, February. Sorry, it's in February. Next Friday, March 19th, um, to celebrate three years of Midgard Musings being out there and um, you know doing the thing, Just doing the thing, doing the heathen thing on the YouTube and on Facebook and on. Now, this year, last well, towards the end of last year, Twitter. Um, still not my favorite platform. I, maybe I guess I'm just not using it right. I need to get better at it. But it's uh, I don't I don't spend a lot of time on that platform. I try to share as much as I do from the Facebook page over to that, and share anything that I share on one platform. I try to share on all the platforms. You know, make everybody feel everybody feel welcome. So that's that on the. Midgard Musings three-year celebration next Friday, March 19th, streaming live from YouTube starting at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central. Please don't miss it. Would love to have you there, so be sure to go to the channel and RSVP. You know, Find the link, set a calendar reminder, whatever. Definitely want to see you there. All right, we've got some more things to talk about here in just a minute. We're going to go over this Declaration of Deeds thing that I talked to you about. You guys may have heard about it. Um, and then we're going to do the random stanza hall of them all reading at the end of the episode as soon as we come back hey everybody do you guys enjoy what i do here on the podcast and do you enjoy listening and watching to what i do on youtube as well maybe you're trying to think of a way to help support these projects and content that I release, well, I'm going to give you one idea to think about, and that is Patreon. I'm not sure if you realize it, but Midgard Musings is available to become a patron uh, to on Patreon. So go to patreon.com slash Midgard Musings, and you can help support what I do here on the podcast and across my other social media platforms for just as little as a dollar a month if you so choose, right? So if everybody who's listening and watching what I do pledge just one dollar a month, that would help tremendously. There are other tier levels of support that you can choose on Patreon. So head over to patreon.com slash Midgard Musings and see what fits you over there. As always, thank you so much for your support. Let's get back to the podcast. Hey, folks. Thanks for listening to the podcast. I've got something really neat I want to share with you guys. Um, if you are looking to engage with someone uh, who is into holistic crystal energy healing, um, they are an herbalist, aromatherapist, tarot reader, Reiki master, magical worker, things like that. I want you guys to check out uh, Stephanie over at Mystic Moon Tree based out of Georgetown, California. All right, you can check her website out, www.mysticmoontree.com. 
Uh, she is available for in-person and online video chat sessions by appointment only. Right. In addition to the holistic crystal energy workings and things like that, she sells uh, metaphysical and magical supplies, herbal remedies, teas, lotions, soaps, candles, uh, different spells, potions, whole herbs. Um, she also offers the actual spiritual healing sessions, readings, magic lessons. Um, if you are in her area and she can uh, work it out to come to you. She'll do home cleansing and protection, amongst other things. All of her information is on the website. Check out mysticmoontree.com. Get in touch with Stephanie over there and see how she can help you in areas such as this. So thank you guys for listening. Let's get back to the podcast. All right. Folks, so let's talk a bit about this thing that I've mentioned here: declaration of deeds. Declaration of deeds. Um, maybe you've heard of it, maybe you've seen it, maybe you've signed this declaration. But what is it? What are we talking about? Um. So it's a uh, it's a petition or or a declaration, basically. Uh, so. Pretty, pretty uh, well known, at least in the, in the uh, Satru pagan, heathen, Norse pagan communities, is this Declaration 127, which if you aren't familiar, you can just go to declaration127.com, read the declaration. Um, and so what, it, what, what that declaration does is um, it references uh, the stanza of the Havamal 127, um, which is a, you know, if you recognize evil or if you see misdeeds, you, you recognize as those, you, you call those misdeeds out and you give your enemies no truce or no quarter. There's a bunch of different uh, translations of, of how it's said. Um, but I'll, I'll put all that stuff in the footnotes um, of the, uh, of the podcast. Um, but for those interested and wanting to know what stands I'm talking about, it is, um, if wrong was done, uh, I'm going to read you from the, the Hollander translation since I have it in front of me is if wrong was done, thee, let thy wrong be known and fall on thy foes straight away. Um, and you've also got, if aware that another is wicked, say so make no truce or treaty with foes. Um, what's another one that I've seen, uh, yeah. Um, if evil thou knowest, as evil proclaim it, and make no friendship with foes. So the Declaration 127 is a declaration, I believe, that started um, with, I want to say it was the, is it the Troth? Uh, or, uh, I don't know, it's, it's on Hugen's Heathenhof uh, online, declaration127.com. Uh, they reference Halvamal 127, um, and there are – basically what it does is it calls out the um, AFA, which is a folkish uh, organization, uh, a folkish racist organization got under the guise of heathenry. Um, and it calls out the fact that you know um, anyone who signs this declaration is against uh, the AFA and that we stand – um, that the AFA's views do not represent 
heathenry as a whole because they are very um, non-inclusive. They have well-documented history of, doc of discrimination on the basis of a lot of things, including ethnicity, sexuality, gender, gender identity, etc., etc. Um, so the Declaration 127 is, is there to um, be as a sort of uh, as a means for, for individuals and organizations across the world to um, have their name att attached to this and, and say that, yes, we support that. We are not going to discriminate um, other people um, in our heathen communities based on any of those things that the AFA does. And if the AFA uh, you know, wants to believe in that, they are free to stand for whatever principles they see fit, and they are free to stand alone, which I have signed, Midgard Musings has signed um, in the past. So now we've got this new thing. It's not in replacement of Declaration 127, but what it is is a um, – and it, I, I guess the intent was to you know, add more to it because they, 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 there was a feeling that there was a, um, a lot missing from Declaration 127 on its own. So there's going to be a link to the Declaration of Deeds in the footnotes. You guys will be seeing all that, uh, so check them out. But it's declarationofdeeds.com. Um, and there are about, uh, let's see, five notes. And it's going to be very quick for me to read through. So in case you're you know, just not interested in viewing it yourself, you, know, you don't have to. But the Declaration of Deeds is simply that we heathens, pagans, followers of the old ways, we are more than the choices that brought us into being. We are more than our orle or orlog, but they, they are using a, uh, uh, an old English uh, pronunciation of that word. I've talked about orlog in the past as the inherited luck that we believe that as heathens we receive from our ancestors. So the declaration says we are more than our orle. Instead, we are our deeds. We are the choices we make and not those chosen for us. In acknowledgement of this, we declare the following points. Number one, we endeavor to be better than our forebearers. Their society was a product of its time and was often deeply flawed, but their religious belief in the gods we hold to be timeless. We endeavor to reconstruct their religion, not the flaws in their society. Number two, our religion gives no basis for discrimination based on race, ethnicity, or origin. The gods have nothing to say on the matter of race. We maintain that a person's race, ethnicity, or origin does not impede their ability to participate in our religion or our group. Number three, our religion gives no basis for discrimination based on gender, including gender identity, or discrimination based on sex. Our religion has divine and powerful goddesses and gods who are themselves complex at best. We maintain that a person's gender on, or sex does not impede their ability to participate in our religion or our group. Number four, our religion goes, gives no basis for discrimination based on sexual orientation. The gods we worship do not always conform to one orientation or another and still hold their positions and importance regardless of their sexuality. We maintain that a person's sexual orientation does not impede their ability to participate in our religion or our group. Number five, deeds matter to our communities and to our gods. Deeds are the foundation of, of our reputations. We maintain that the basis we are to be judged on is through our actions and our deeds and not merely through circumstances beyond our control. 
And then the final part of the declaration says, we are charged in the Havamal to speak out against evil when we see it, or when we see evil. Bigotry and discrimination based on the chances of our birth is just such an evil. We heathens, pagans, followers of the old ways, we join our voices in unison with this, our declaration of deeds, that we may declare that the chances of our birth that are beyond our control have no bearing on our ability to participate in this religion nor to lead full spiritual lives, but rather in all cases, it is our actions and deeds that truly matter. Thus ends the declaration. You are given the option to sign the declaration and see other groups, organizations, and kindreds that support these principles, as well as individuals that support these principles. So if you want to check it out more and you want to sign it and you support everything that I just said, you are welcome and free to go to declarationofdeeds.com. Now, um, and also, by the way, if you go to YouTube and search for Wind in the World Tree, I will link that also in the footnotes. Um, Beofeld, the guy that put this together, I'm sure there was more involvement, um, perhaps other participants that helped formulate this declaration, but I know that Beofeld is um, the one that shared this on uh, his YouTube channel, Wind in the World Tree. His speaking voice, let me just say, um, the guy could read the, the, the telephone book, <laughs> the yellow pages, right? He could read that and I'd be like, I could listen to this all day. Very, very awesome speaking voice. Um, he's got a, he, he's, he does, he's got a voice for like podcasts and radio and things like that. He reads through the declaration with such poise and with such, you know, elegance. Um, it's worth listening to. So rather than me just reading through it and maybe not putting enough emphasis on things, uh, you might find it interesting and enjoyable to listen to his reading of the Declaration of Deeds. And again, all that information will be linked in the footnotes of this, or in the show notes, rather, of this episode of the podcast. Now let's get into what I think of it. Um, so just like the Declaration 127 that I've signed, um, I've signed declaration. I've signed the Declaration of Deeds. I see nothing wrong with um, inherently what is being said here. Um I agree with the fact that we are more than just the Orle or Orlog that we've inherited, right? So much of what we've inherited is either good or bad, and it depends on our deeds, our actions to, you know, to, 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 to continue on what was sent down to us. We could have been dealt a really crappy hand, and a lot of people have through Orlog. And to say that that's where it ends, that you are just destined to be a a failure because your ancestors were failures and that's just the you know the cards that you were dealt or you are unable to do certain things because of the um orlog that you inherited from those ancestors and that that is therefore your lot in life and you are unable to or 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 incapable un, incapable I should say of making those changes is unfair and it's not right and it and it doesn't doesn't hold any water you know, so this declaration of deeds saying that we are our deeds, that, that the actions that we take are what make us valuable, what make us important. These are, these are you know, it's, it's gravitating more towards an, uh, heathen worldviews of things and encompassing the overall worldview that our uh, ancient ancestors probably had um, developed, at least based on a lot of scholarly work and a lot of scholarly research in terms of what were the worldviews of, you know, pre-Christian Scandinavia and other um, northern European 
tribes, Germanic tribes specifically. Value was placed on worth, and your worth was determined by the society. You know, you were worth X amount based on what you did. Your deeds were the were the measuring cup, as it were, the, the measuring scale, um, and you weren't valuable uh, unless you did things. And then your value and your worth was determined and given by the community, by the tribe, by the society um, at that time. So you could, you know, if you were just a single person out there doing your own thing and not contributing to society, you weren't very worth. You weren't worth very much. You were uh, worthless. Um, in many in many cases, but the more you contributed, the, the the more of a team player you were, right? The the, the you know, your worth was was higher. You were also, uh, um, you know, your worth was also looked at by, by based on um, not so much possessions, um, because you could be you know you could be rich and you could be wealthy and then not bring any value to the tribe, not any worth to the tribe. So really and and, and truly, worth was determined based on actions and based on deeds. So I appreciate that the declaration of deeds really keys in on the fact that you know you could have you could have come from a from a from a poor family you could have come from an uh, impoverished family you could have come from a family that had suffered a lot of injustice um, and unfairness and um, any other sort of you know dastardly things over the centuries and you come from that sort of line um, but that is not ultimately what you are. Um, destined for that you are more than that that you are now have choices to make that you now have the chance to change your orlog to change things that are going to carry with you for the rest of your life and then be something for your descendants to um, inherit later on it's a bit repetitive over time i'll say you know uh, where they keep talking about there's you know the religion gives no basis of discrimination based on race ethnicity gender gender identity now, this is all stuff that we've heard before, and I don't think it's anything that, you know, anyone disagrees with, at least not so far in the heathen communities that I've tied with. You, you may, this may, this may, uh, you know, shape the asses of, of some of the, the folkish types or the, those specific um, uh, folkish racists out there. But, you know, again, the Declaration 127 in this, again, goes hand in hand. It's... It's repetitive. I, I understand the the intent behind it is to make it inexplicably clear or explicitly clear that we do not support this. We do not um, give any basis of discrimination based on these things, so on and so forth. And here's why: deeds matter, right? Um, and I and again, I appreciate the intent and the focus on what this deed represents. What I'm concerned with about this declaration is that people are going to see this now you know because obviously it's been shared across multiple platforms i'm talking about it now in this podcast that's getting distributed on all the platforms that it does all over the world you guys are going to check it out my concern um is that that's where it ends you know people are going to see oh i'm doing something i'm doing something because i signed a digital document i put my name on it and therefore that makes me important i participated and now i'm you know a part of this this whole declaration you see look my name is on here you guys know that i support this and but then now what are we going to do what are we actually doing where are we helping individuals learn about the old ways 
how were we educating people that are coming into because guess what the more we talk about it the more ears that it gets into the more interests that it's going to spark the more curiosity right that it's going to initiate people are going to want to know more about it and you've got people that may be sitting on the fence thinking oh, i don't want to come to heathen radio i want to and they're going to hear stuff about it oh that's something that i want to be a part of and then they're going to come into it and they're going to go now what do i do now where do i go what are we doing again focusing on the fact that deeds matter what are we doing to be well researched to be well learned and to be able to provide guidance to people who are coming into our communities coming into our circles coming into our you know societies that uh you know these these close-knit groups or whatever in our various regions all over the world how are we nurturing that and how are we providing good solid information based off of research based off of understanding of the way things were being done should have been you know possibly were being done at least um and then doing it like living it not just putting it out there on paper again i'm not taking away from anything that beofeld did or anyone else that was a part of this declaration of deeds i think it's very well written um i think it's it's it focuses and, and elaborates a bit more on uh declaration 127 so there are again there's nothing inherently wrong with with, with this all i'm saying is it could potentially just stop there. How many more declarations? How many declarations have there been like this over the years? I really don't know. But from what I've heard, you know, from some of the old heads, you know, people that have come into the, into heathenry over the last you know couple of decades or more, you know, it's like, hey, this ain't nothing new. You know, if anything, the state of heathenry is is worse than it's ever been because all there's all this bickering, there's all this infighting. Well, they did it this way. No, they did it that way. Well, you did just. You didn't read this saga. You didn't read that saga. Well, where's your source? Where's this source? There's all this, uh, you know, infighting and bickering that that gets going on in, the, in these communities, and it and it's it's toxic, you know, and it draw and it drives people away. It drives people away from heathenry, not just newbies, not just the newcomers to heathenry. It drives people away from heathenry who have been heathen. Okay, you've you've heard me talk about. Uh, we are our deeds. Beofeld mentions it in the declaration, or the declaration mentions it, how we are our deeds. That book, We Are Our Deeds by Eric Wodening, you know, uh, Wodening's not even heathen anymore. The guy just, you know, gave up after, you know, he's still a scholar, still, still, you know, still researches and still does things, but he's not a part of the, the heathen circles anymore. He's not heathen anymore. And, and, and a, the large reason why is because Nobody cares to do the research. Nobody cares to learn. Nobody cares to know about how things were done to preserve uh, traditions. And I've become, I've become, you know, when I first come into heathenry and I and I was doing my thing, um, it was all based off of what meme I saw or what Facebook group I was in or what Facebook page I was following. And I was, you know, misled a lot along the way. And it's only been recently, over the last, you know, couple of years maybe, even, that I've started to take a more historical approach to things not to become a full-blown historical reconstructionist heathen i feel that there's a lot of importance and value placed in modern heathenry and that we have to develop traditions now and that's part of the deeds thing you know we have to we have to do things now that are groups that we're in and then the future generations can you know look back on and refer to 
you know? Because if, if, if we aren't doing it, if, if the folks that are established and into heathen inside, if, if we're not doing those things and we're just going, well, guys, if you want to be a heathen, you know, make sure you read the Eddas and, and, and read the Havamal every day and, um, you know, sacrifice to the gods and sign this declaration and that's it. What are, you know, what are we doing? So I guess just, you know, I, I would say that, you know, approach this with um, – with some, uh, I, you know, with this, some reservation. It's a great declaration. It's well put together, and it says a lot of wonderful things. Um, there are plenty of people who I know that would support what this says, but that are not signing it. And for that, they're getting a lot of back, you know, uh, backlash. They're getting a lot of, you know, they're getting their their butts handed to them by a lot of people. Well, you, if you don't sign this declaration, then you're a racist, or you're a bigot, or you're, a, you know, you discriminate on all these things. If you don't sign it, then you don't support it. They don't sign it. Because they don't see any real value to it, they don't see any real like. Well, okay, what am I going to do? What's 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 going to happen when I sign this? What 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 amazing change is going to come about for me signing this declaration of deeds? Nothing. All right, it's great and it's cool to have your name attached to it and it's all these wonderful things, but the real change happens with the deeds, which is again what the declaration is pointing to. So, guys, check it out again. That information's in the show notes. Um, we're going to take another short break. Just a quick intermission come back here and go over the uh last part of the uh, podcast the random stanza from the hov mall right after this Right, everybody here we are back again wrapping up the podcast with a random stanza of them all a little bit over the hour mark but i hope that's all right with you guys i know i don't like to go you know i usually keep it within 30 minutes to an hour but uh we're a little bit over an hour on this one uh we were a little over an hour on the last one too about an hour and four minutes so we're gonna just move move right along on this one we're gonna be going over uh stanza 31 of the Havamal. Got multiple uh, translations to read from. We'll start with the Hollander translation, move on to Thorpe and Bray, Auden and Taylor, Bellows, and Jackson Crawford. The Wanderers, Havamal specifically, uh, from Jackson Crawford. So the Hollander translation reads that a wise man he who he's himself betimes from the man who likes to mock. For at table, who teases can never tell what foe he might have to fight. The Thorpe version translation reads, Clever thinks himself the guest who jeers a guest if he takes to flight. Knows it not certainly he who prates at meat, whether he babbles amongst foes. Uh, The Bray translation is, A guest thinks him witty who mocks at a guest and runs from his wrath away. But none can be sure who jests at a meal that he makes not fun among foes. Um, Auden and Taylor is the wise guest, has his way of dealing with those who taunt him at table. He smiles through the meal, not seeming to hear the twaddle talked by his foes. And Bellows is wise a guest holds it to take to his heels, 
when mock of another he makes. But little he knows who laughs at the feast, though he mocks in the midst of his foes. And then lastly, the Jackson Crawford translation from the Wanderer's Havamal is, A man may seem wise if he pokes fun at another and disdains a fellow guest. But the man who talks behind another man's back knows little, even if he laughs with men. So many different versions of this. So many different, you know, readings of this. You got um, the Auden and Taylor version. It's a pretty easy translation, but it differs in meaning from what a lot of the other translations uh, come up with. You know, the Bellows, uh, uh, Bray, and Thorpe translation that we read from. Um, did we read the Bellows? Yeah, Bellows, Bray, and Thorpe translations. You know, they all have... Uh, a suggestion that a man that mocks another at a feast thinks that it's wise to then, you know, take to his heels and run, you know, so it's like all this jesting and then take off and run. Um, he thinks it's wise because he never knows if they're feasting among friends or foes. So you, you might, you might be over there talking smack and then take off running because he might be in an audience of, of all this guy's best friends and then they're going to come after you. Um, these translations seems to be kind of giving advice to the one doing the mocking itself. Like it's best to be careful and flee, even though everyone may laugh, they may actually be your enemies and take action against you, you know, and do something against you. Um, while the while you know all these various translations kind of make it hard to pin down, I think one thing that we can you know take away um, some very clear meanings is you never. You should, you know, don't don't get too comfortable. You never know quite who you sit with, and no, so, you know, you should therefore be careful not to engage in or go along with what appears to be, you know, friendly mockering or goading or flighting, fleeing, whatever the word is. Um, this is really easy to do online, especially. You know, you get in groups, you get in, you know, forums and, and online platforms and things where, you know seems like everyone's having a good time. You can't judge. You can't, you know, judge uh, um, attendance and, and, and know who's who there and stuff like that. You don't know. So it's very, very easy to get into something like this in, a, in modern times on social media in a virtual sort of setting. It's not, you know, you walk into a room, you may get to understand of uh, kind of who you're with and, and what the audience is like. But it's very easy to fall into this trap, I think. Um Online, you know, because while you may think it's all fun and games, um, you might be getting into something that, you know, everybody hates you. <laughs> you know, you're amongst enemies, more or less, and you're making more enemies through your actions. At the very least, you know, if you gate and engage in or go along with anything that appears to be friendly mockering, mockery or what's, you know, goading or flighting, um, you know, if you if you jump in on that bandwagon and you, you ride along with that, don't be surprised when things go awry you know it might just be better to leave or just even flat out refuse to participate uh, when such activity begins because you don't know especially if it's something that you're not familiar with it's a place that you're not familiar with um, and it's interesting you know because flightings or, or structured mockery or verbal challenging did take place in in, in archheathen times amongst the norse you know i mean look at locusena uh the poem where loki and uh, uh and and all the gods are at Aegir's hall and there's a whole bunch of flighting going on there. There's a whole bunch of, um, you know, what you call it, like rat battling. Not really rat battling, but it's a, it's a whole bunch of, you know, uh, 
structured mockery. You know, it was it was somewhat traditional. It was a way to um, kind of gauge and, 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 and test the waters, you know. But in a, in, a, in an honor-based culture, it probably didn't always happen or go as exactly as planned. I'm sure there are people that kind of took it to another level and went a little bit overboard. You know, if somebody was dishonored or went too far, it was probable and possible that they uh, would seek some sort of vengeance, you know. Again, look at the <laughs> look at Locusun. You know, Loki Loki just kept on going, he kept on going, he kept on going, he finally went went too far. You know. Hunted down and bound for the rest of his life and for the rest of existence for uh, most of his most of his uh, drastic ways, you know, drastic uh, and dastardly ways or whatever. So I think, you know, in modern times or whatever, we look at the way our ancestors may have done things or the way culture uh, existed in, in ancient times. Things may not really have changed much. You know, what truth is existed then is truth that exists now. Um, and there's more to it, you know. There's more to the stanza if you you know find the stanzas um, and read on in, in, in that part of the Havamal, you'll see it kind of goes more into it. But um, just, you know, just be careful of uh, who you make fun of and where you make fun of them, and um, getting into any sort of you know mockery uh, may be all fun and games, but you never know what might happen later on. So. That's going to wrap up today's episode. I hope you all enjoyed it. If you did, make sure you upvote it, favorite it, um, share it around, do whatever it takes to uh, get the podcast out there to more and more people. We want to keep getting more and more people on here listening to Random Heathen Ramblings. Um, so as always, I want to say thank you to all my listeners and all my supporters. Do not forget that next Friday, March 19th at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, I will be streaming live on the Midgard Musings YouTube channel with a whole grand list of guests and i want you there in the live chat chatting it up asking questions and engaging us in that sort of way it's going to be awesome we're celebrating three years of midgard musings uh on that day again that's next friday march 19th 8 p.m eastern 7 p.m central so please go to the footnotes check out everything that we've talked about and let me know what you guys think i'd love to hear from you please give me a call at the midgard musings hotline that number is 615-671-9832. Leave me a voicemail. Be featured on this podcast. If you want to send me a quick message on the Anchor app or through anchor.fm slash Midgard Musings, you can do that as well. As always, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for your support. Hail. May your hearth fires always continue to burn bright.